Welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train Jerry coming live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. You, they they tell you you say it wrong every time. I'm I'm coming to you from the fabulous Rio Hotel, All Suites Hotel in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I, I we're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it all works. We don't got a billboard. I don't got. Uh, you know, I don't got, uh, you know, um, billboards all over Vegas. It's you, you, the listener, you telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, letting people know about this great show. Ooh, that sounded fun. Letting people know about this great show. I should have chose a different song as a background. I don't know why I made it a funky beat. But I'm going to stick with it all over my feet. Yeah, we tried. Okay, so listen. That is how you let people know about this great show. And keep doing it. Make it your Instagram story. If you had a fun time with one of the emails, maybe post about one of the emails. I'm also posting on Instagram every single episode. I do a little little taste. That's the cheese. Trying to bring the mice in. So go Give a touch to that Instagram post, a like, a comment, a tag of a friend. I'm making it very easy on all of you. Um, I'm doing live shows this week. I'll be in Austin, Texas. Go, go, go. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. I got Syracuse coming up. I got Albany. Not Albany. We did Albany. Um, Perrysburg, Ohio. Oh, Jewish town. And then where else am I going? We're going to Boston, Dallas, New Brunswick, Perrysburg, Buffalo. That I was confusing Buffalo with Albany. That will probably make everyone in both towns hate me. Um, so listen, jaredfree.com for tickets. Also, Patreon. That's where it's all happening. People are loving the Patreon. I love the Patreon. I got to tell you, I'm a, uh, I'm not a different person there, but I'm saying I'm, I'm. You know, this is a show. I bring out you know the showgirls, and I'm and I'm dressed in. You know, my finest sequin outfit when I put on this show. There, it's a more toned down, we, you know, you dim the lights version of what's going on here. So, patreon.com slash Jared free to sign up. Five bucks a month, three extra podcasts a week. <clears throat> Let's get to today's guest. I'm very excited. Hilarious comedian. And, and every now and again, we get a Lisa Traeger recommendation and she <laughs> rarely fails us and this is I, I have a feeling this is going to be a great new guest to the podcast new to the show very funny comic drew anderson thank you for coming on oh i'm so happy to be here thanks for having me jared it's a pleasure how are you you're coming to us from new york and everyone i've seen drew on stage hilarious at i'm drew anderson on instagram that is the that is the handle will be all over my social media also has a show coming up at the bell house coming up it's coming up quick what, what day of the it's uh, uh, september 30th or not the bell house, uh, union hall union hall yep 7 30 p.m 7.30, Union Hall, Brooklyn, fun room, fun people, great lineup. Drew's hilarious. Go, go, go. I know we got Brooklyn people that are looking for something fun to do. They're checking fax cards. 9.30. How are you, Drew? Tell me about yourself. I am so good. I'm thrilled to, I'm thrilled to be here with you. You know, I haven't been to Vegas. Last time I was in Vegas was on a teen tour. Is that, was that ever part of your culture as a Jew? Uh, Drew. I just got a chill down my spine. I I have I took <laughs> I took a teen tour. 
Of course you did. It's part of my culture. Are you kidding me? This is the Teen Tour <laughs> podcast. Too. This is, me you too. know, th- there's non-Jews listening being like a teen, what? And I know. Teen Tour know. is one of those things that you explain to people and they're like, <laughs> okay, why don't you stop what? with complaining about Jews being a minority? Like, like, like they're sick of hearing of it. They saw the be- they saw the bar mitzvahs. They saw the ice tables. They heard about the free trips to Israel. And then you're like, yeah. And also, when I was 16, I did a six week cross country adventure Tour. with a bunch of other 16 year olds and had the time of my life and stayed in hotel. <laughs> Drew, how would you explain the teen tour experience? And I'll, and I'll tell you my Vegas teen tour story because I have a story and I might have told it on podcasts before, but it's been a while. But do w- w- please, well, how would you explain? I it, mean, te- so it, oh, okay. So what a teen tour is is it's like it's like you are a band that's on tour. You travel around, usually you know East Coast or West Coast. Um, or there's you, you or there's to- or there, oh, oh hold on, there's also an Alaska Hawaii one. Yo, know, there's Europe. Doing, I went to. There's, <laughs> I went Jews to Europe. Are, Jews are sitting there being like, I, and, and I get it. Like, <laughs> it, it's one of those weird things where, like, if you get into this conversation with a Jewish person, they're like, okay, you have no problems. You did a honeymoon vacation when you were 16. Like, okay, so keep explaining. Fully, fully. So you go around to different spots across, you know, East Coast, West Coast, wherever you are, and you know. You sometimes stay in hotels most of the time, and then sometimes you'll go camping, and there'll be there was like someone who would trail you. There was a truck that was trailing yes. you the whole time with food, and you would you would camp in these different locations, and then you know you would go to different restaurants, TGI Fridays. You know you would go to yeah. all these places, and they would tell you what you could order <laughs> before you went K- to the restaurants. KOA Campground of America. Yes, you'd yes. stay at those, and and some and places. I don't remember any- yeah, yeah, I don't remember anything anywhere I visited, but you know, you're just like a horny teenager, and you're like, I just remember it being so horny. Yeah, I remember that too. I, I, <laughs> that was a big part of it, and like, I remember like, you know, go, I, I get reached out to, and like these people, I went alone, like I didn't know anyone on my trip, and you meet all these people, and like I've recently had a few of them like come to shows, and I'm like, oh my oh, god, that's so and funny, it's so funny, and. You know, this trip, you go on a six week trip, sometimes you're camping and then it's all it's mostly Jewish kids. And my dad went on a teen tour. My dad was like, wow, my dad hated summer camp, loved teen tour. And he was like my whole life. He's like, you got to go. You got to go. You're going to know the bus driver. And like he had a whole different vibe of it. But it was the same thing. Like even he had the same type of trip with the trailing van. So you go to these campgrounds. And this is the moment where you're like, oh, this ain't a this ain't a Jew thing because people complain. All the kids just immediately hate it <laughs> and they give you blow up mattresses. And it's like the most glamorous oh, yeah. camping. Yeah, 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 completely. It's so glamorous. It's the best version of camping. And every, yeah, everyone's like you have to sleep. Everyone's complaining the whole time. The whole time complaining about everything, telling you, oh, well, and then you go to like Banff, you go to like Whistler, you go to like Vancouver, and then you go down California, see, and for an East Coaster, where are you from originally? I'm from the East Coast, from from, uh, Westchester, from New York. So you're from, yeah, you'd be like, I can't believe, like, you've never seen any of this stuff. And then we went to Vegas, and I'll never forget it, okay? We go to Vegas, and we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel. Okay, and we're at the Hard Rock Hotel. And where did you guys stay when you were in Vegas? Do you remember? 
I couldn't tell you. No. So I um I'm with like we're at the pool at the Hard Rock, okay? I might have told this story before, but we get to the pool at the Hard Rock and we're hanging out and someone tells us that Cuba Gooding Jr. is there. So we're like, oh my God, and he's at the VIP pool. And they're like, you can see him if you go up the water slide and over the side of the water slide, you could see Cuba down there. So we're like, okay, we're going to go look at Cuba Gooding Jr. And we look down and we see him and he's got bleached blonde hair. And he, we, we're just sitting on this like, you know, this water slide line, just kind of like hang, watching a celebrity, you know, as anyone would do. And Cuba at the time, you know, he's pretty big celebrity, you know. So I, he's got bleach blonde hair, and we're just watching him talk. And at a certain point, he pulls his pants down and he shows his pubes to someone. And and I and, and like I guess those were bleached too. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, like we, we saw this whole interaction. Then two nights later, and so we watch, and they're like laughing. Like it wasn't like he just like you know, made someone feel uncomfortable. It felt like a very, it felt normal for some reason. <laughs> and so we're just sitting there like, like he like showed his pants. They start laughing, whatever. We don't see his pubes. We're just like, we see like, like there's something. So the next night we're in another place, but we're in a hotel. It wasn't a campground situation. He's on Leno and he's got the bleach blonde hair. And we're sitting there being like, holy shit. We know more than the story he's telling here. <sighs> That is so funny. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you know, like Leno's like, like, look at your hair, you know, like whatever. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. So that's that my, so high, that's my, that's my Vegas, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. showed his, you know, I whatever. love that. So, love that. um, listen, pumped to have you, Drew. Uh, everyone go follow so Drew happy to be at here. I'm Drew Anderson on Instagram. Go follow He's got a live show, Union Hall. It's coming up on September 30th, 7.30 p.m., Sweetheart's Comedy. Go, go, go. Let's do some emails. You ready? So ready. Let's do it. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Dating my friend's ex-boyfriend. Okay. Okay. Dear Jared, love the podcast. I've recommended it to all my friends. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the road soon. Thanks for all that you do. Here's my dilemma. I recently started dating a new guy that I really like. We'll call him Sam. I'm 28 and he's 30. We met on Hinge, went on an amazing first date where I learned that he dated a former friend of mine from high school pretty seriously for three years. We'll call her Ashley. Ashley and I were really close in high school, but we haven't hung out in a few years. However, Ashley and I still have good mutual friends in common from high school. I talked to some of our mutual friends and learned that even though Sam and Ashley broke up a year ago, they remain in contact and we're talking about potentially getting back together as recently as a few months ago before deciding against it. This was before I met Sam. I'm in a weird position because I really like Sam. We got along so well on our first date and end up seeing each other three more times over the course of a week. We have amazing physical and mental chemistry, which has been really hard for me to find, and I see genuine potential with him. I have a few questions. Should I stop seeing him because he dated Ashley? If not, should one of us tell Ashley that we're seeing each other? Should I be concerned that we're all st- uh, that we're that they were still in contact as a, uh, as as uh, a few months ago? That we're still in contact as 
as of a few months ago. I'm not trying to judge him for that because he was very honest when I asked him about it. And I myself got out of a four-year relationship that I'm still processing. I understand that breakups are nonlinear and I have empathy for that, but does the fact that I know his ex-girlfriend make the situation too messy to be worth it? I'd appreciate your help. Drew, what do you think? Okay. What was the first question? The first question is, should I stop seeing him because of the friend from high school? No. No. I mean, I think that sounds cuckoo because they're not even friends anymore. That's the easiest thing to answer. The idea that you went on a date with a guy and you had no idea by looking at him that he was an ex of someone. You did everything honestly. Right. Of course. Of course. I mean, I think I think the move here is she's she's gone on like three or four dates with this guy. Right. Is that right? Um, She said three dates in one week. Three dates in one week. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's a red flag that he was talking to this girl a few months ago and considering getting back together with her. He, you know, he had a life before he met her. I don't think it's crazy at all. I do think ha- has she spoken to him about that yet? It seems like they've had. She said she be concerned that they were still in contact. I'm trying. I'm trying not to judge him because he was very honest when I asked him about it. And I and I myself I think, recently. Yeah. I I don't think he did, he hasn't done anything wrong. Let's say let's say he didn't date let's say he dated someone else 3 months ago. You wouldn't care as much. So that it wouldn't be an issue. The no. idea what really jumps out to me about this email is the the fact that I know that uh, his ex-girlfriend make this situation too messy to be worth it. What is worth it? Like it's more trouble than it is would be you know wor- it would be worth to date him. But I I, I don't. I don't think that would be the case. It doesn't seem like this girl is going to be in the mix a lot. Is my feeling. No, and listen, everyone has a. Every, breakups are hard. I mean, that's like a newsflash. But it's also like that happens. None of none of his breakup is really like unsettling to either of us. Yeah, you break up, you feel lonely, you go back to the person you just broke up with because they're comfortable course, and they're easy to go back to. That's what it is. Yes. Exactly right. And then you meet someone new and you have a great connection with them. And it's like the past is the past. Sure, totally. he may have been saying that, but it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. Once you meet and someone I, new, it's like. And I get that you have these mutual friends where I can understand the discomfort where it's like, I got these mutual friends. They're in a position where they have to decide between me and this person that, you know, went to high that, that you, I was close with in high school, but I'm not close with anymore. But that is not your problem. I really need to get into this. Does this th- this is a very female thing to ask is to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. is th- this situation too messy to be worth it. And it's like guys will ask is having sex with her going to ruin is uh, going to be um, make things too messy to be worth it. Women will ask, right. is getting in a relationship with him going to be too messy to be worth it? Right. I think that's right. On, I think that's right on the money. And it's like, listen, you're an adult. You're being honest. You ask the question. I think the, the biggest advice I can give to this person is be reckless with your questions. Ask a lot of questions. Be cool with it. Like, I, I, it can be uncomfortable, but those conversations are going to give you a hint as to whether – are you still in contact? Have you moved – you know, and to me, the idea of, like, of living your life with I'm not going to do it because it might, you know, be not worth it. Like, that's not even 
that's a sad life to live. To yeah, me. exactly. And there's no way to know. I mean, who's to know? How how are you supposed to know? You just if you if you if you like someone, you 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 continue seeing them. Here's when people need to start doing the math on whether someone's worth it. You went on three dates in a week, which to me is a lot in a week. But I would say, are are you having fun? Yes. Have they been mm-hmm. weird? No. It doesn't seem like it. Like that's when it gets into. Like, hey, you're being cagey. I don't feel like dating someone who I have all this other friend people kind of eyes on us. Now it's a decision of whether it's worth it or not. But they're being honest and forthright. Sweet, honest, forthcoming. Totally. I agree. I completely agree. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Drew Anderson at I'm Drew Anderson. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Let's do... We have a lot of male emails today, and that's not normal okay. for us, okay? Okay, let's hear it. It's it, cue the music, Shelb. It's a dude email. Okay, J-Train. Okay. I have loved the pause since, pod since the Mansamp days. I was our old uh, producer. Here's the situation. I'm a guy in my mid to late 20s in a rapidly growing upper middle tier southwestern city. I've run into a reoccurring problem with some of the girls I've gone out with recently. I've given given off too much friend vibes and don't make it past the second or third date. Some of these girls were definitely just not the match, and I'll take a polite let's be friends ending over a ghosting any day. But I feel like for some some of these flings, there was an initial connection that I may have let fizzle out. The last girl I seriously dated started out as a two-month friendship before turning into a relationship. But I don't think... uh, uh, breaking out of the friend zone is a reliable dating strategy. Do you or your guests have any advice for keeping that initial spark going during this early dating period? What do you think, Drew? Honestly, I think if I've learned anything from dating is that like you just have to come out the gate confident. That's it. Yeah. Like the the reason why he's probably getting friend zone so much is he's and I'm and I'm a I'm a sweetheart. I'm a mm. sweetie. Is that. Yeah. If, if you're too sweet off the bat, it, uh, and I'm not saying kind, that's not the same thing. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're going on these dates with these women and you're uber uber sweet in a way that would just suggest friendship, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Like it doesn't do always think, work. Do you think some of that is being somewhat fake? And I don't mean fake. I fake is such a strong word, but the way I kind of mean that is like. Oh, really? Like when you're like listening yes. to someone's story like, oh, that's amazing. I love brunch too. And you're like too into <laughs> it. You know? You're, totally. And, and, yeah. and like I – like if I go on a date, I think it's like you can tell when someone has their date face on and they're mm-hmm. – I'm enjoying myself and this is kind of just me. And I And I – what's interesting about what you're saying is like – you're not telling someone to be mean to a woman. You, no, of course not. That's not the – that's not. where it gets confusing because I think some people are like, well, I'm going to go on the date and be tough, Tommy Tough Nuts and be – you know, and, and, and give off this vibe. Oh, I'll, I'll start being more hard. That's not – I don't think that's what we're getting at at all. It's, no, it's more no, like, no. It's more it, like I, have it's an more, opinion. Like own yes, yes. what you do. Yes. If you have no opinion on a date, you're, you're really someone that they go, yeah, they were cool, but I don't really. Exactly. It, and that's where confidence comes in is that you have your opinion and you're stating it and you're, it doesn't just feel kind of like a, a wash. 
you know? Yeah, I, I think that's and, – and listen, I've been that person on a date where I'm like, did I even, like, hang with that person? Exist? As, yeah, like, did I even <laughs> do anything? Did I even give my opinion? Did I even, like, own, like – who I am as a person. And that's hard to do. Like, this is all. Also, you have to, like, own your opinion while also having empathy for whatever their yeah. side is. Like, you can disagree yeah. on things, but, like, you know, minor things. I, I, this is, like, this is one of those, like, vague question emails that we could go on and on about. But I'm, I, I do think of this, like, I'm thinking of myself. Whenever I've been on a date where I'm, like, they were nice, I think it's also partly my fault because I'm, like, I didn't really – this per and also – that person didn't bring out the honest kind of who I am totally. comfortable on the couch guy that I am. So it's like, first of all, it's not the match, you know, like that's okay. Yeah. Like you're keep going on dates. Like you're doing, if you're getting friend zoned, like that means you're a nice guy. So that's good. You know, totally. like it's going to happen. It's okay. It's going to happen. That's totally going to happen. But I think like a, a lot of that, a lot of the time that happens, it's, it's because of this. It's because you're not either, um, you know, having, uh, making strong choices. That's all it is. Yes. Like, like, like just, you go, just presenting yourself. Like yeah. you go on a, like if I go on a date and you go get dinner or whatever and you go, you know, like, ah, I don't, you want to just get like seven appetizers. Like even just saying like, let's get seven appetizers. Like, like doing something like, I, I don't know. Really? I, I, all the, is, is you going and you guys deciding together, like what those are going to be from the small plate section that is like a fun, interesting kind of you move. And, and, and saying, I hate something on the menu is at least a strong. Exactly. Or being like, uh, whatever you like. It's like, no, like make a statement. Make a statement. <laughs> I think that'll help you out. And, you know, when you say like, you know, listen, things fizzle out. Last girl you start. If you're starting in a two month friendship. This is this is kind of this is what kind of cues me into what this guy's problem is. When you start a relationship by a two month friendship before turning into a relationship, that was you just being agreeable, you know, like because totally. nobody meets totally. a friend like making a friend at this age, like it, once you're in your twenties, it's like you're just being agreeable. That's not a friend, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you're you're staying somewhere in the middle. You're not making a strong choice. That's all it is because it could go either way. The J Train Podcast would like to welcome Foria. Did you know 80% of women don't reach orgasm through sex or penetration alone? My God, this is a damn shame. How can this be happening? I'm batting like a thousand on that. But okay, listen, we got to help the ladies. Foria is on a mission to close the pleasure gap. The first to address sexual pleasure for women and people with vulvas. Their awaken arousal oil is a game changer. It's pre-gaming for your puss. Apply 15 minutes before showtime to wake up the senses. Formulated with a blend of CBD and nine organic botanicals that are aphrodisiacs and their intimacy sex oil with cbd is fantastic lube with 400 milligrams of broad spectrum cbd to enhance pleasure comfort and relaxation it feels more natural than regular lube plus it's plant-based and clean and let me tell you it's enjoyable for everybody i love this i think this is so fantastic what a fun thing for you and your partner to bring into the bedroom so and and it's something that opens up the conversation. Hey, I want to try this with you. I want to bring in, and, and and maybe you can note, you can you can mention, 
you can go, hey, 80% of women don't reach orgasm through sex or penetration alone. Then you go, now we're going to use some for you. You know, like make it a fun thing. I don't know. It, I just think this is so cool to be like, hey, in, in so many sexual experiences, it's what do you do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And it's just the same old thing. Well, let's enter into a new sexual venture with Foria. Foria has a huge selection of items. Enjoy alone or with a partner. Foria's products are always organic, plant-based, and sustainably sourced. Foria has thousands thousands of very satisfied customers. Testimonials include popping five-minute O's and reaching new heights of ecstasy. Sexual pleasure is self-care. It helps you sleep, boosts your mood, jumpstarts your immune system, and connects us to our bodies. That glow inside and out. Foria has a special deal for my listeners. 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com slash JTrain for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their, you know, the, I think you got to try the, the awaken arousal oil. What a fun thing because that doesn't need a partner. You get 15 minutes before showtime, wake up the senses. That's it's formulated with a blend of CBD, nine organic botanicals that are aphrodisiacs. What a fun thing. So it doesn't put pressure on it. You don't have it waiting in the closet for some new person to come into your life. Let's get the awaken arousal oil. You're going to get 20% off. You'll be thanking me later. Foriawellness.com slash JTrainer. Use code JTrain at checkout. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Ever wondered if you could just wear your comforter all day like a cape? Well, now you have a better option. Brooke Linen, the maker of the softest bedding in the world, now offers loungewear. Get that same ultra comfort, that same ultra soft comfort you know and love now in an outfit you can wear every day. Robes, tees, sweats, pants. Brooklinen has you covered as we move into cooler weather. And the comfort doesn't stop at the plush fabrics. The loungewear has zero zippers. No zippers, so you can luxuriate in coziness all day. Bonus points. Brooklinen offers bundle deals on loungewear, so you can get more comfort for less money. And if you're looking for more ways to enhance your comfort, check out Brooklinen's candles, eye masks, and accessories to properly celebrate your chill. I mean, they're they're turning your your home into an oasis. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. They've kept the same promise alive as they've extended into loungewear. I love Brooklinen. I love what they're doing. They're making affordable, amazing products, and they've cut out the middleman so you don't have to pay for someone's rent. They're sending it right to you, and all of their stuff is the coziest, most luxurious items. The loungewear is fantastic. So go on. Get comfortable and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN20 to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. One more time, brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN20, and chill out today. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com, JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Drew Anderson, at I'm Drew Anderson. Go follow, go follow right now. The Union Hall Show. What a great venue. Fun comedians. Drew's awesome. Go, go, go. September 30th. Am I naive or a narcissist? Okay. Okay. 
Uh, this story is about two guys. Let's call them Adam and Brad. I'm a 24-year-old bartender waitress at a local wine bar that has karaoke every week. Adam and Brad are 28 and 29, have been friends since seventh grade, and are currently roommates. Brad and his group of friends are weekly regulars at uh, karaoke, and Adam would occasionally come with them. Back in May... I gave my number to Adam. That's the occasional one. I thought he was cute. Over the course of the next few months, we went on a few dates, hung out in the groups at the bar. We made out a couple times, but nothing ever beyond that. This was a slow process that left me confused. I told him that I liked him and wanted to get to know him more and gave him an out, and he insisted that he had just been, quote-unquote, busy and didn't want to cut things off. I felt like I was being benched. Every time I thought things were over, he would come out of the woodwork and text me. My question isn't about Adam, though. Okay. Long long story short, I have been I I have had I have had a funeral for him. Oh, okay. I guess she's done with Adam. That's a weird way to describe. So I've had a funeral for him. I was like, oh my god, Adam's dead. You know, he died. (laughs) Yeah. My question about Adam. Adam's dead now. What? <laughs> on on to Brad. I've known him to be a very straightforward guy. Okay, so this is the guy that comes every week. When I thought things were going well with Adam, Brad told me that he thinks that I'm an amazing person, that Adam and I would be good together, and he hoped to see me ar- around more. Later that same night, after a few drinks, Brad told my friends and I that the only reason he hadn't asked for my number was because all his friends already had, aside from Adam, two more of his friends had been trying to see me outside of work, which I declined. A couple weeks ago, just prior to Adam's funeral in my head, she's got to stop calling it a funeral. I keep thinking this guy's actually dead. He's not dead, everybody. I had to ask Brad if I should give up on that situation. Oh, you're asking Brad for the advice? Brad basically told me he wanted uh, to warn me of Adam's flaky behavior months ago and that I deserved better than that. It was all I needed to hear to gain some closure. The next day, Brad messaged me on Facebook asking if I was doing okay with everything that had happened. I said uh, that I will be. He said he would buy me a beer for my troubles. I said that I might need more than one. He said he would buy me whatever I wanted. Okay. A couple days later, he messaged me asking me what I was doing. I was out of town celebrating my friend's birthday, so I couldn't get it together. This past Friday, I was up at my work, off the clock, just hanging out, and I got another Facebook message from Brad. He asked what I was up to and said that he tried to cure a sinus infection with some whiskey and wondered if I wanted to be his drinking buddy Mm -hmm. for the night. Less than five minutes later, I get a message from him asking the same thing. No clue how he got my number. Immediately after, he sends another Facebook message that says, text me back. I'm sick of talking on here. Um, I agreed to be his drinking buddy, and 10 minutes later, he was sitting next to me at at the wine bar. Okay, he's really coming after it. He bought my drinks and we had a couple uh, had a nice uh, night just chatting for a couple hours when the bar closed. We went our separate ways. I'm a friendly person, can talk to anyone. So I was always always had a hard time telling when people are flirting with me. My question is, am I naive naive to think that Brad just uh, could just be nice and want to be friends? Or am I a narcissist to think he could be swooping in after his friend to pick up the pieces and get his chance? Or is this not black and white and possibly somewhere in the middle? I would be interested in Brad. But I don't want to seem like he's he is a second choice just because things didn't work out with Adam. They live together and are friends, so I'm curious what they've talked about. Sorry for the long-winded email. I hoped uh, I was just hoping details necessary for context while keeping it concise. I appreciate your insight. So, what do you think, Drew? Okay. Well, it sounds like no one's really getting what they want ultimately, <laughs> because interesting. I think I think Brad is obviously interested in her, no doubt about it in my mind. All those messages coming on strong, wants to hang out, is into her yeah. a thousand percent. She's not into him. 
I, I don't yeah. think she is. I think that she's excited by the fact of his proximity to this other guy. She gets some mm-hmm. information from him. She's she's ultimately interested in him. He doesn't. He's flaky. He doesn't. What's his name again? Eric. What's his name? Adam. Eric? Brad. Adam. Whatever. Yeah. So so she wants him. He doesn't want her. This guy wants her. She doesn't want him. And I think I, I just don't think I, I don't think she's naive to think that. I think he is interested in her. I think he's interested. I don't think she wants, from what you're saying to me, I don't think she's interested in him. You know what's interesting? People, people, I, I think you're right, Drew. And what's interesting, she's asking for permission to get what she, nobody asks for permission for what they want. Nobody says, uh, you know, if she liked him, she'd be like, I fucking like him. What, you know, and, and she'd text him, hey, What's up tomorrow? What's going on next week? Exactly. She'd go after it. Instead, it's she's emailing us. It's not that complicated. And it's like, and listen, she's like, well, you know, I I understand like, well, he hasn't done this. And it's like, how much of a move can he make? You know, this guy, you know, I and you. it sounds like obviously she's got, everyone's good looking in their own way, but obviously she's good looking to this whole group of dudes. She said she's totally. declined many men from this one group and she dealt with a flaky dude who when she said are you interested are you interested or not he was like no 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 he kept her along because when you're attracted to someone you keep them as an option and that's just the way things work nobody's going to be yeah. like you know n- nobody looks at someone that they're like half making out with and is like no get the fuck away from me i don't you know like they keep it around and that's totally. what this guy did to you and now this guy Brad who has a comfortable and I get it too. Like Brad is comfortable. Brad is safe. Brad is in this group. He's been around a lot. You know that you're not going to get. You know he he comes with this fun group. You know what you're signing up for. There's no mystery really to Brad. And now you're asking us: Does Brad like me enough for me to go ahead with it? Because I don't like him enough, but I don't want to get disappointed. Like you're looking for no disappointment ever in life. Totally. Totally. And, and, and you don't like him. And you don't like I, him. That's You're, what I think. You don't like him. It's okay. Can I eat I, the I French that, fries? Like, no, it, totally. Nobody asks for totally. permission to eat the French fries they really want Just to eat it. Eat. Just eat totally. it. Totally. I and think so, also, like, if, if you've dated someone in this friend group and it's, like, feeling weird and they're all tight, just don't date someone else in the friend group. You don't even like him, but even if it's, like, it, it's too messy. There's so many great people outside of this one friend group. Yeah, and I think when you're like ultra friendly with people and and you don't really these people are always going to be around. So and it's like you know him from coming to a bar that you work at. Time to yeah. let him go. That it's time totally. to make moves that are more, you know, uh, that are going to be exciting for you. This is a fallback. Yes, plan. exactly. Not out of convenience because those Jay are Tra- oh, those. Go ahead. No, I was going to say any move that's out of convenience is never going to get you what you want. It's never going to be fruitful. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Drew Anderson. Go follow right now. Fantastic comic. I'm Drew Anderson on Instagram. Okay. Let's do... Let's do when to work through it versus walk away. Okay. 
My boyfriend and I have been dating for four months. He checks off a lot of boxes for me, except the whole money issue. Him and I would uh, always would switch off when tabs were 100 plus, and I'll admit that he paid his fair share in the beginning, but that's about it. The way I see relationships is guys should pay a little bit more than the girl with dating because of obvious expense reasons, although I recognize we're in 2021, and especially since people in their 20s are just trying to get by. I've told them this is how I view dating when he made a snarky comment before. What bothers me the most about it is I feel a little bit taken advantage of when he always lets me pay when I offer. I've paid for the last three dates, for example, even when a couple of them were cheap and he knows I'm pretty much in the same boat as him with expenses. He got a puppy before having a job lined up and he's spending all his money on the dog. I've made a bit of excuses. Uh, I made a bit of excuse for him because he hasn't been working his new job yet. And then he got the puppy before he met me. But I also know that I deserve to be treated well and taken on dates. I'm the type of person that if someone offers to pay for me, I don't th- if I don't think it's right, then I'll decline it. So it bothers me that he isn't that way. I've had no problem ta- talking about small things with him, but I feel like this is a deal break, uh, breaker one to have. This is a deal breaker one to have. For example, I knew it was more than his turn to pay when he asked if he if I wanted to go get dinner. When he recommended this nice place, I said I have twenty dollars till I get paid. Then he's like, "Oh, okay, so maybe so more like Chipotle or Qdoba." Then, <laughs> then he went. Then we went and paid for ourselves. I don't know if this is a difference in being raised, but in those moments, I really feel like it's not. He's not for me. I offer out of cur- uh, curiosity slash politeness. If you're offering out of curiosity, this is over. Like you're just like testing him. But also because I'm stressed when the bill comes, if he can slash will pay or not. My feelings won't progress unless this changes. Is there a way to talk about this? How do I word it? Even if this changes afterwards, I don't know if I should stay with someone who takes advantage of my niceness. What do you think? That's the the issue I'm having with this question. She's not being taken advantage. She's not being taken advantage of. It's just they have differing ideas of, of... of who pays for what, you know, I think it's, I think it's very antiquated that the man should pay for, you know, I'm gay. So it's like, it's kind of, how does it work? But how does it work in a, a gay first date? You either, you know, you either, uh, you either split it or someone takes the, the lead and is like, I'll I'll pay, you know, is there, which I think is kind of how it should be. Sure. I think so. I think to me, it's like gay, straight, whatever. I think I always say when I'm on a date, I asked you to be here. I invited you. Of course, I'm taking you out. Totally. So totally. I, I think that, that I think that's like the more appropriate thing. Like the when she says take it, yeah, he's not when you have twenty dollars in your bank account until you get paid. He's not taking advantage of you. Like like he, he's no. not like dating you for these great Qdoba dinners. Like you know. Totally. I mean, I, I agree. I think though if. For me, money is tricky, but it's like it all comes out in the wash. So it's like if yes. you pay sometimes, they pay sometimes. It's like I don't think it needs to be this strict kind of thing. Sometimes you split it. I don't know. I know that's not the most, you know, the best answer. No, but I think what you're saying is correct. I like it's like 
If it isn't that with your partner, there's other issues. So this relationship has other, I would say they sound too, you know, they're in their 20s. I, I don't think they're mature enough to be in this relationship together. I don't think they know themselves enough to be agree. in this relationship together. Yeah. The, like, and not to come down hard on the emailer, but when you say you're being taken advantage of and, and you're trying to still, this person's still trying to figure out their taste and they're kind of going off of what they've heard about relationships rather than what they know about relationships. And listen, it's okay to go, hey, I don't really feel great about how our dates are made four months in. I'm not having fun. Totally. Time to totally. end it. Yeah. It might, and it seems like it is a deal breaker for her. I, I will say, in her defense, if I were to ever say to my partner, my partner, my boyfriend that, you know, I, I only have $20 in my account, I would expect them to be like, babe, got this. To like, that's totally. too good to be like, we're going to Chipotle. Like, no, bitch. Like, you take me out for dinner because at one point in your life, you might only have $20 and I'll be happy to do the same for you. Yeah, I guess we're going to get cat food tonight. You know, like, what do you even do? Were you there? I'm here. I could hear you, but I can't. Oh, here you go. You're back. Okay, we're good. Sorry. Um, no, but it's, yeah, I guess, you know? I guess we're, it, it's just like, listen. This is a symptom of a bad relationship. This isn't your one issue. You're just not right for each other right now. And I think, you, you know, to me, when you say, like, how do we work through this when you're like, obviously, like, you're asking if they're going to pay out of curiosity, you, you, you know, like, it's like, you know, nobody needs to be tested. Like, maybe this is a lesson for both of you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with drew anderson let's go to this one i like what an email is just titled what the fuck <laughs> new listener i've enjoyed uh what i've binged of your podcast so far i've been weirded out by this guy and i want your thoughts on what his deal is okay, okay. we can we can give you some thoughts Let's start with this. I'm happily married. Have been, mar have been for three years now. I was Instagram messaged by a guy I went to high school with. We were in the same graduating class of 2016. And that was a few weeks ago. I replied with short, vague answers because I didn't want him to get the wrong idea. We never spoke in school and I didn't really understand his reasoning for reaching out. Uh, uh, for reaching out. I know I probably shouldn't have replied in the first place, but the truth is I'm lonely and I have no friends, so I replied. Okay, well... I, I, first of all, it's not wrong to reply to someone from your graduating class. If someone oh. messaged me, hey, been a while, we graduated together, I go, hey. It, I think that's a perfectly fine thing to respond. Yeah. Um, so don't be so hard on yourself. But also, you know, when you say I'm lonely and I have no friends and I'm also happily married, like, okay, we, we have contradiction <laughs> things going on yeah that's that raises some questions definitely i know i probably shouldn't have replied the first one was truth is i'm lonely and have no friends so i replied i felt like our conversation was harmless he even mentioned knowing that i was married and asked how it was going i sang high praises of my marriage and husband and he seemed cool with it after him acknowledging that i'm taken i felt more comfortable talking to him and our ca casual conversations kept on for a while i made sure not to reply quickly to his messages sometimes waiting days in between so he got quote unquote the message that i really wasn't interested in anything more than a chat well i would say to this person it doesn't matter what amount of time you wait like this guy sounds hungry. He's trying to eat. You know, so 
Okay. Yeah, no one's it, trying to make, again, no one's trying to make friends at this point. Totally. It's like, That's it. Yeah, they, they, he's not here for no reason. You know, everyone's here for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, then he said that he always had a crush on me in high school and oh, wanted okay. to ask me out, but I never did. Yeah, this is it. Here we go. I said, good to know, and kind of let the conversation die from there. I mean, at that point, you can say to him, hey, hey that's very- I'm good, like- I'm good. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to actually stop the conversation now because this is entertaining. I think it would be okay. But again, I'm not going to blame you because you're just trying to be nice, which being right. nice gets us nowhere, really. Um Right. Right. I, but let the guy he messaged me a few more times and I never replied because my marriage is based on complete transparency. I told my husband about this guy and I could tell it made him uncomfortable, so I chose to keep ghosting the guy. Then I had shared something on my Instagram story that said I have the body type of someone who you can tell works out, but I also never say no to a cookie because I thought it was funny and true for me. I didn't realize that he was still following me until he messaged me replying to my story. That is the best kind winky face. I blocked him after that because that made me uncomfortable. That's per. I think the block is the, the move. Okay. My question is why would this guy reach out, uh, even reach out knowing I was married? Is he a dirtbag that thought I'd cheat? Did he just want some attention? I feel guilty for even replying because I thought his uh, intentions were good, but now I know better. I am dumbfounded on what this guy was wanting slash expecting. So what do we think? Dumbfounded. I mean, dumbfounded. He, he's interested. Yeah. He wanted to see what would happen if he, if he messaged you. You didn't set a clear boundary that you didn't want to continue the conversation. So he continued, because that's what people will do. They'll continue to reach out. If she had, like you said, just said to him, listen, I'm uncomfortable by this conversation. I'm happily married. Hope you're well. Bye. Oh. You know, and then if he continued, block. Totally. Yeah. I, listen, Drew and I are sitting here going, we know where this is going. I cannot, I'm, I'm going to give you total benefit of the doubt of being like, I had no idea. But and, and and if you're like, how do I be better in the future? I don't think you did. I don't think this person did anything wrong at all. I totally no. get why they feel uncomfortable. Their question, I can give a ton of answers to. And Drew just did. You know, I would. I, my my parents always say, you you got enough rope to hang yourself with. You gave this guy enough rope to hang himself with, and he did. Because you gave him enough rope. You were nice, nice, nice. And then he's like, winky face, I think you have a great body. Hung himself. So he was going to do this at some point. And Drew and I are just not surprised. I Okay, I'll let you be surprised. Emailer. Here's the thing. This guy, why does he come to you? And this is a very relevant thing that we all have to remember. Comfortable approach versus uncomfortable approach. You said you're lonely. The reason you kept talking to him. He is the same as you. We're all very much alike. We're all 10% away. So he's lonely. He has no friends. He Instagram is a very easy thing to pick up, send a message to someone, have an instant connection. It is somewhat filling. A lot of it's junk food, though. So you were junk food to him. He... It is easier for him to approach you with high school. You guys know the same street names. You know the same mutual friends. You've got the same teachers. There's things that are built in to talk about that he doesn't have with rando chick he met on Hinge, Tinder, totally. Bar. Yeah. You're an easy option yeah. for to fill loneliness. Yeah, and there's a fan, you know, there's a specific fantasy about reconnecting with someone from high school and rekindling some some 
maybe old feelings that you had and you know i i, I get it you're right it's the one easy the, the one thing the one thing about this whole thing that she has to remember is it's not because he looked at guys don't do this I, i'll say this guys don't look at a profile and go oh she looks like the cheating type like i don't think that right. was it it's more about him yeah. than it is about you absolutely it, yeah no it's not anything Jake. she's doing no. The J Train is brought to you by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can finally get ahead. I love this. Upstart is an opportunity. I don't know if it can help you, but it's an opportunity to see if you can pay less rate on your debt. Right now, you're pay- you have a debt. You're paying a rate each month. Well, maybe Upstart can better get you a better rate, and now that's like finding $20 in your pocket. So it might help you. It's a good way to check. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. See, you see the rate, you go, oh, this helps me, or it doesn't. There you go. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know I sent you. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. I am at I'm Drew Anderson. Go follow right now. Let's do okay. We got I got so many screenshot emails sent to me. Can I let's do a screenshot email? You ready? Okay. Yep. I sent it to you before the show. I think this is a good one. Oh. Okay. You have it in front of you? I sent him. It's called Chronic Honeymoon Relationships, and it's from a dude. Okay. Okay. We don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of screenshot emails from dudes, but I, 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 I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. I'll start reading it. Chronic Honeymoon Relationships. Hey, Jared. Have done a deep dive on the podcast for the last few months and really enjoy you and your guest insight on modern dating. Feather, feather. I haven't gotten deep in the archives enough to know what the context of this is, but I hear it enough where I feel that I'm obligated to say it. Well, thank you. I'm, what I'm bringing up isn't very original, but it's happening too often where it's worrisome to me. Over the last 18 months, I've been with, uh, so he's a 20, 29 to 30-year-old man. So over the last 18 months, I've been with three different girls where I thought everything was going smooth and leading into something serious. Each situationship was in that sweet spot zone of two to three months where the relationship wasn't defined, but we were spending consistent time with each other and had and 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 all had some uh, sort of combo of being physical with each other. That's code for sex, <laughs> meeting each other's friends, exchanging of gifts, date nights, and all that other cute shit. All three have burned me in similar fashion. First lady, twenty-four female, was stringing me along for a couple months, or a couple weeks. 
First lady, 24, female, was stringing me along for a couple of weeks saying she was busy and stuff. And then we ran into each other and she saw that I was her and saw that I saw her on a date with another guy. After that, never heard from her again. Next, next girl, 29 year old female, was long distance, two hours apart, traded trips back and forth for a little bit and went on long road trip with each other uh, along with some friends. Then when trying to set up the next get together, there was always an excuse, whether it was work or some other life event to where to no surprise, no closure or communication given. Last and most recently, 23 female um, met someone in uh, last most recent 23 female met someone in town on a dating app, really hit it off and spent a good bit of time together. The last time I was with her consisted of sleeping over after going out together with some friends the night before she left late in the morning and we had talked about getting together uh, later the afternoon to just hang out and take the dog out for a walk around town. She never reached out until reached out after until I checked on her that night. And then through the week, she kept blowing me off, saying she had other plans. I got to the point. I got the point and was waiting for her to tell me she wasn't interested. I called her out on it a couple of weeks later where we had zero communication in between. She gave me the generic response of she's been busy with work, focusing on spending time with friends and family, stupidly shot my shot, asking to see her again and to no one's surprise, but myself ghosted again. Fast forward another couple weeks and I'm out with uh, drinks with a few of my friends having a bro night. I hate myself for saying bro night just now. And with all my luck in the world, and uh, God wanting me to help me build more character with personal trauma. That girl is out with her friends, and we both very obviously notice each other. She has to walk inches away from me across the bar to access the restroom, and I purposely watch her as she comes uh, towards me and past me. She ends up completely ignoring me and didn't even give me a fake hello. I called it a night. This is brutal. I called it a night, but also like you're staring her down like you say hi. I called it a night after that and made the wise decision to drunkenly text her. Um, I didn't drag it out after she responded the next morning because I knew I wouldn't change anything. But here are some screenshots uh, attached starting when I said she was ghosting me via text. Okay, so let's do the text. Um, okay. You be him, I'll be her. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is so I take him, the- him calling out the ghosting and then they see each other. And there's a drunken text after they see each other. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I take the absence of communication in the last couple of weeks means you're not interested in me anymore? I've just been super busy with work and have been spending more time with friends. I'm not sure. I still owe you a movie. Either way, it's fine. I just had to force myself to ask because I liked what we had going there for a little bit. Me too. Well, I don't know how else to say it, but I'm hoping I get to see you again sometime here in the near future, assuming that might be something you want to. Okay. And then it's... And then this is after... This is the drunken text. You, we don't have to say their name, but okay. this is the drunken text. Okay. Okay. Thanks for showing me your true colors. Beep. You, you literally have no idea of the week I've had. The next morning. So he did that at 11, and then the next morning she wrote, you literally have no idea the week I've had. And then he says, I don't because you don't talk to me. It doesn't feel so great when someone you like completely blows you off like you did last night. I haven't really been talking to anyone for a few weeks, but I'm sorry. 
Okay. He writes, since then, I've seen her out a couple times with other guys. No surprise. She doesn't acknowledge me and pretends I don't exist. Moving on now. My mind, my, mind, my mind frustratingly wanders back to the thought of these girls and back to me wondering if I'm not doing something right. I'm not an expert dater, but I'm confident in the fact that I'm not a shitty human either and don't mistreat slash degrade anyone. When it comes to physical attraction, I also don't, understand I'm not a Ford model, but I know I'm good looking enough to wear. I don't lack confidence when meeting girls in person. Is this just a string of wrong girls, wrong time? Or should I take a new approach on how I'm doing things when starting to hit that sweet spot of seeing someone for a few months? Sincerely, 30-year-old who has never been in a long-term relationship. So, Drew, what do you think of this? I, 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 I appreciate this guy writing in because we don't get a lot of male emails. Yeah. And I, and, and a lot of straight men especially don't do this like look in the mirror type of move or they don't admit to it in much. So I do appreciate yeah. that email. I, not, I, I'd say barring the last date, which was pretty brutal. You know, the, yeah. the, I mean, this just sounds like it does sound like a string of just bad dates. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm also not – I'm not ageist in any way. He's 30. He's dating girls who are 23. Like, Thank you. I mean, I, listen, yep. my boyfriend is young, a lot younger than I am, but he is communicative, shows up to the, you know, shows up, uh, brings a lot to the table, is honest, is awesome. It's not all, it, there are exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, if you're dating 23, 22 year old and you're 30, they're not there yet. They're, they're not going to communicate in the way. And he's taking it more seriously than them. You know, and they're not gonna. They're not gonna. I mean, that that text gives you everything, all the information you need. I haven't really been talking to anyone for a few weeks. Like, that's an insane thing to say to someone. And that and it's also immature. And I think he needs to mature a little bit. I, I'll give it back to him. I totally agree. The first thing I noticed was the first woman was twenty four female. The second woman was twenty nine female, but two hours from him. The, totally. the third one was twenty three female, and this is the one we're dealing with now. The twenty three female. Now he goes yes. and and I'm going to say to him. So I take the absence of communication the last couple of weeks means you're not interested anymore. He's looking for answers from other people. How about you're turned off? How about hey? Because yes, and I think right. I, right. I think he. This happens a lot with every gender. If you're chasing this carrot, he ends it with saying 30 and never been in a long-term relationship. So that's on his mind, obviously. And he's chasing this carrot, so he's obsessed with the carrot, and he's not really thinking of, are even these people worth me getting the carrot? Are they not worth, but like, are they even someone who I want to be with at that goal? Totally. I mean, when, he, completely. when he says to her, uh, you know, uh, it means you're not interested anymore. He's saying, I want when you ask someone else, are you are you not interested anymore? What are they going to say to you? They're going to they're not going to go. I have no interest in you. You're disgusting. Get away from me. You creep. <laughs> That's what he's they're going to be not just nice enough, because, again, you're dealing with a 23 year old female. You probably took her out. You're 30. You can afford a date. You look pretty studly. You check a lot of boxes. And she's like, but I still want to go and fucking woo at a bar. Yeah, I, I, I'm yes. not ready for that. So when you say to her, totally, that's okay. And this is just not the match, but it's like when he says to her, you know, I guess you're not interested anymore. That's you going, I'm here looking for a relationship. You're not wanting, you don't want to come. It's like, no, she doesn't. And it's like, at that point, you've eradicated your own taste in the whole matter. And and I, I feel for this guy. So, 
you know, I he's like, what am I doing wrong? I don't think you're doing anything wrong. You seem to be going on nice dates with. And also, in addition, I want to mention when you see someone at a bar that you had a date with and it didn't work out, and you stare them down to like test them, it's not a good look. Like in my no, mind, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look, and it's also here's the other thing. It's again you waiting for the other person to say you're worth it in some way. You're worth it, dude. You're going to be fine. It didn't work out with her. It just wasn't the match. If you went up to her and was like, hey, how you been? Good to see you. Totally. I, uh, you know, that's with awkward. I always say go through awkward. Hey, how are you? Hey, I I just want to let you know I have no hard feelings. We had a few dates, and I'm going to, like, pull off. But, like, just good to see you. Like, that would have been – freeing for him in a way that he doesn't even believe right right like and, and so he's go ahead it's like it, you look good you look like good you look so good you look confident you look self-assured it's like that's the look the yeah, look isn't and, staring someone down it's like that's not it i think the and he says what's the new approach to me the new approach is being okay with a date being fun, but not your match. Totally. And, and also, like, yeah, like, I also think he needs to, like, be more intentional. Like, yes. you, you're dating someone closer to your age, but she's two hours away. You start to date women who are your same age, maybe a little bit older, and just see if that, you know, brings anything new. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Drew Anderson, thank you so much. This was fantastic. This was so fun. Awesome to have you. Everyone go follow Drew at I'm Drew Anderson on Instagram. He's got a show, September 30th, Union Hall, great venue, fantastic comic. You're all going to love it. Go get tickets. Go, go, go. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>